the game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. David Brett taking rush down the right-hand side, and he's drawing a penalty as he plows into Mike Smith. Mike Smith is calling for the trainer to come out. McDavid flies in, and it's somewhere around the left kneecap that collides at pretty full speed with that goalpost. Well, that was the final play of the season for Oilers captain Connor McDavid. It did not look good as he stayed on the ice and then was helped off. The Oilers on Twitter about 15 minutes ago said this. X-rays on Connor McDavid's left leg came back negative. He will return home with the Oilers tonight and have an MRI in Edmonton. So traveling back with the team, not going to the hospital. The X-ray not showing anything broken on the left leg. An MRI used more to reveal muscle, tendon, ligament damage. So they will take a look for that but uh, just judging from, from some people in the Oilers dressing room on Twitter he was seen briefly and, and appeared to be standing and at least somewhat mobile so we will see where this story goes I, I always hate speculating on injuries but we can tell you what the Oilers have put out there uh, the x-rays on his left leg come back negative also tonight Leon Dreisaitl gets to 50 and the Oilers win the game 3-1 over the Calgary Flames. It is 11 o'clock. Thanks a lot for joining us. Our final edition of Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line this year along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Okay, so Rob or, uh, Jack Michaels called it a breathtaking rush and then everybody holding their breath huh, waiting yeah. to see what would come out tonight. Without doubt they were. It, it was a little scary. Uh, we've seen the toughness of Connor McDavid. We saw when he got hurt in his rookie season. He just got off the just got off the ice and skated to the bench with a broken collarbone, not even wincing. So when you saw him stay on the ice tonight, he worried that it was something serious. Uh, when you saw him be carried down the hallway by his teammates, you worried, okay, this isn't good. And when he doesn't come back, you're thinking the worst. But uh, obviously, you're not completely out of the woods. They got to do an MRI and they got to do due diligence to make to rule everything out. But the fact that he didn't go to the hospital. There was rumors at one point that there was a wheelchair that was going to wheel him out. That didn't happen. He's going back with the team on the plane. These are all good signs. Um, and and in a game that certainly, as Jack talked about, was deflated after the injury, uh, at least at the end of the night, we're not still here thinking about you know the the off season of Connor McDavid in, in surgery or whatever it would be. Now we're just thinking, okay, let's get it over with. Let's start going back, preparing for next year. But this is good news that Connor McDavid is getting on the flight home. And again, he's coming back. There will be an MRI, mm-hmm. and then you know maybe there's more information there. So I, I wouldn't say that we're out of the woods, but uh, I think it's a little bit of a relief that it's not a well. The fact obvious he's not, break yeah. from a, from an X-ray. The fact he's not going to the hospital in Calgary is a good sign. Right. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we will talk about that. Well, let's. I'm just going to ask you the questions. I know a lot of people are going to ask you, okay. Rob. Uh, let's start with. Should McDavid have been in the game? Yes, yes, absolutely. Without a doubt, he should have been in the game. This is He's a hockey player. He's paid to play hockey. Johnny Goudreau plays for the Calgary Flames. They're going to the playoffs. 
he's their best player. Well, he actually, they're two best players, Giordano and Goudreau, the two best players in the Calgary Flames. They both played tonight. Johnny Goudreau played 27 minutes plus, trying to get his 100th point. Hockey players are play, paid to play hockey. This was a game. If you were not going to play Connor McDavid because they were out of the playoffs, for the last 30 games, they had a 1% chance of making the playoffs. Connor McDavid should have played tonight. Anything to say about the play by Giordano? He did get two minutes for tripping on the play. It was a trip. It wasn't vicious. It wasn't dirty. It was certainly a penalty. It's something you see all the time. and it, You're going to see it more and more on Connor McDavid because he flies by guys. And out of desperation, they throw everything at him to try and stop him. There was nothing, nothing malicious about it. Um, it was unfortunate. And you can see the Oilers' response to it. There was none because that's a hockey play, hockey play where a player got hurt. Um, so, no, it, it was a two-minute penalty, and that was exactly what's... And, and what you do is you make them pay on the power play, and the Oilers actually did. Jason got his 22nd of the season. That t- turned out to be the game winner. Darnell Nurse also scored tonight his 10th. Two assists for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Jason had a goal and an assist. Andre Secker got the primary assist with a nifty little pass to Leon for his 50th of the season. So those are some of the storylines we are following tonight as the Oilers win at 3-1. We'll have post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room as we move along this evening. You can also give us a call at 780-496-0063. And we will start off, oh my goodness, with JP tonight. Hello, JP. Well, hello, Rob. Hello, uh, Turin. How are you tonight? Doing great. Well, you know what, you guys, I just want to say, I apologize for a few Studio 99 nights. I tell you right now, for one, let's get that out of the way. Couple runs, couple runs, you guys. You know, Rob, you know this. You know how it goes. But let's get down to brass tacks. Final game, I just want to say thank you for taking me call. I want to say sorry to all the people right now listening, going, what a, what a clown on the phone all year. They give this guy time, make no sense, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, let's get down to brass tacks. I want, Rob, I want to get the first, I want your autograph. <laughs> at the end of the season, if you don't mind, but I want to down the brass tacks. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know what? This this would be a dream of me to have this fine lead. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Giordano. Everyone is letting him get a free pass. A free pass in my mind. Competitive player. I get this. One hundred percent. Oh, he's a, you know you're not gonna get McDavid. What is the point? of you, you're in the playoffs. What is the point of you diving out like you're Shazam or Superman and trying to uh, trip him on the on the break? You know you're done. You know you're not going to get him. What is the point? The point and is... And you know what? And uh, Hold on, Rob. I know the competitive nature of a hockey player. I get this. Uh, I play uh, Tier 5 personally. <laughs> I get this. <laughs> but you know what, Taylor? You know you're not going to get... But the problem with this team is, it's in my opinion, maybe a motor launch. It's a free pass, so you can do whatever you want. I guess the best player in the world. Oh, yeah, you want to go and try to die like Shazam? Oh, yeah, trip him. Put him into the net, fine. No problem. No repercussion at all tonight. At all from anyone. Never. All year long. Your best player in the league. Someone does something. If someone says, hey, Connor, I think you should wear the order, punch him in the jaw. You, anyone that says anything rude to him, you punch. 
in the jaw, in the face, or in the head, or something, just or shove. You do something, you give him a, a let him know it's don't touch 9 7. It's All a right. point. JP, anyway, read, read, it's read, a pleasure, read, buddy. read. It's a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Okay. I mean, Giordano did what any player would do. He he tried stopping the best player in the league from scoring a goal. He'd rather go down shorthanded because there's a better chance of stopping the Oilers' power play than it is of stopping Connor McDavid on a breakaway. I've seen countless Oilers this year trip guys on breakaways. It happens. It's part of the game. Oilers win 3-1. And again, if you're just joining us, this is a tweet straight from the Edmonton Oilers account. X-rays on Connor McDavid's left leg came back negative. He will return home with the Oilers tonight and have an MRI in Edmonton. Now, you know, again, an MRI still can reveal things like uh, meniscus damage, uh, a severe contusion, a PCL tear, um, you know, even ACL or MCL, Mm -hmm. but... um, those are a little more serious. So I, mean, I I don't want to sit here and say, oh, he's totally fine. I I doubt he's totally fine, but we still just don't know the extent of it except that nothing showed up broken on the x-ray. Yeah, no, MRIs sometimes reveal the bigger things. And I... But the fact he's going back... Is, is good news. Is, is good news. Oh, well, yeah, it, it's good news. All right, Oilers win it 3-1-780-496-0063. We have Tony on line four. Tony, good to hear from you. Well, since this is going to be my last call of the season, um, you know, good, you know, overall, you know, we had, we had our ups and downs of the season and all that kind of stuff. Glad McDavid isn't completely damaged now after what Giordano did, but you know what? It's hockey. Injuries happen. Um, I have a question for Rob. If you were to pick five players from the team right now to build around besides I know you're going to say McDavid, Dreisaitl, but what are five more players that you'd build around to make this team a, a playoff contender next year? Um, Nuge, Nurse, Clefbaum. Do I get to pick Dreisaitl? And Dreisaitl. And, yeah, he, you were including those two in the five, right, Tony? Yeah, uh, like any, but like, like, like Dreisaitl, Nuge, I know all those guys, but do, like, do, you, do you see any, like... No. I, 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 could, I could not pick five other guys that I would say I would build around. Some of them will be back, but not that I would build around, no. Well, it was an honor. It was a pleasure talking to you guys this whole season. I might call in during the, the Oilers now, but hope well, you guys have a good... Uh, you're gonna, have a good... I know you're going to be calling after Eskimos game to Dave and Blake. Uh, no, I'm not watching the Eskimos this season because of the fact that uh, Riley's gone. I'm sorry, but... Tiny Eskimo fan, I'm sorry if you're hearing this, but in my opinion, the fact that he went back home, it feels like a slap in the face to me. It's well, a slap in the don't face. Don't put his ched because of that. Those guys love talking to you too, well, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I might watch one or two games. I just, I don't know. I, I'm scared about on how this team's going to be this season. I'm honestly scared. Tony, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Talk to you soon. All right, more of your calls in a second. Oilers win 3-1. Here is Ken Hitchcock. Take him back home. We'll do an MRI tomorrow on him and see if it's any, any, anything different. Uh, he was in a long time, and I had a lot of people looking at him, and so far, so good. 
how much of a, and I know you mentioned it's not over MRIs tomorrow, but how much of a sigh of relief is it a little bit? It's a lot. I mean, heck, you know, you're, you're going between anger and rage and, and uh, you're heartbroken for the guy. And um, so to get some good news right now, we can breathe for a few hours, but we MRI tells you everything, so we'll get through. Hopefully, get through the MRI, but we're not out of the woods yet. But it's a, it's a, a decent first step. It could have been a lot worse. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the play itself? I don't know. Dangerous play. So that's about all. It's a dangerous play, and it's an elite player attacking the net. It's a dangerous play. He goes to the net faster than probably anyone in the league. Uh, it goes wide on defensemen routinely. Uh, is this an inevitable part of that game? Well, sometimes it is, but you, I, I would rather you got to really admire the player. I mean, he's reckless offensively, and and that's a special quality. There's not many players that can do what he does and and have the courage to go to the areas that he needs to go into. So. Um, Right now, that's the least of our worries. Our worries is to make sure his health is okay tomorrow, and hopefully we get some more good news tomorrow. Can you give us one on uh, Drysaddle scoring 50? Uh, has he grown yeah, he's, your estimation this year? It's, it's an interesting uh, situation for him because his scoring, his scoring went up, I think, when his overall game went up. When, when he... When his spots and spacing on the ice and his ability to stay close to the action uh, changed, and and he and he he started to see how much offense he could create off of checking and and uh, and hunting pucks, I think his whole game changed. And you know everybody talks in terms of a 200-foot player. Well, uh, Leon became a 200-foot player at 22, and if he continues down this path, he's going to be an awesome player for a long time because he's he uh, there were a lot of games over the last uh, three months that he controlled for 200 feet of the ice and it's impressive to see a young guy buy into that program because it's not easy playing that way it takes a lot of focus takes a lot of work takes a lot of second and third effort and for him to change and, and then see the benefit offensively from it's a real good sign easy sell for us all right that's hitch robin i believe for the last time after a game as Edmonton Oilers head coach, but we'll see how that plays out in the offseason. So uh, he calls uh, Giordano's move a dangerous play. And uh, I didn't want to say too much else about it. Jermaine Franklin from TSN on Twitter <coughs> writing this, I briefly saw McDavid open a door into the dressing room. He quickly closed it when he realized the room was open to the media. McDavid was standing on his own. His leg was heavily wrapped. That makes sense. Uh, he probably heavily, heavily wrapped in, in ice. The one thing that, too, now again, not a doctor, not guessing what he has, whenever you, the MRI starts looking at other things, looking at ACL, you know, PCL, MCL, all that, if anything is completely torn, you don't need an MRI to tell that. Uh, a doctor or, or a physio, anyone, can just play with the knee, can tell if it's completely gone. I've had a wife and a son both tear their ACLs, and both times, we were we knew before we went and got the MRI done. So, if it was horrific, they would know right now. It's that simple. 
All right, so the Oilers beat the Flames 3-1. Our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Is the dramatic increase in the number of Oilers fans Googling time to recover from a broken <laughs> leg, recovery time, broken tibia, Stephen Stamkos' injury, and I even Googled tonight, what does an M- MRI show you that an X-ray doesn't? <laughs> we actually did I, watch the uh, the video of Stamkos when he broke his tibia, or is it fibia? What did he broke? I think fibia. It was his tibia. Tibia. We watched that video, and it looked very similar to what Connor did. And he was gone for four months. Came back next year, scored 45 goals. So, hopefully, it's nothing as serious as that. And look, I'm just putting these numbers out there again without knowing what we might find out or from McDavid's MRI. Uh, but I did some math here just for some context, or or in case we did hear something definite. Stephen Samkos missed 115 days with his broken leg. It is 162 days from now until September 15th, which is usually when NHL training camps start. So plenty of time. Let's just Hopefully hope that it's nothing, yeah, nothing I mean, major it, it, like the that. The worst case is then you find out it's it's a really bad tear, Yeah, like, like Secker had. Yeah, but usually you don't need an MRI to see that. Right. Usually you can, the doctor can tell you right in the dressing room. We have uh, Andy calling in. Andy, are you in Montana? Uh, no, gentlemen, I am in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening and calling. Formerly of Montana. Yeah, thank you, gentlemen, so much. And that's, in fact, the, the uh, context of my call this evening is to put a bow on the season and, and let you all know, Jack, Bob, Reed, and Rob, as you like to say, uh, do a tremendous job of helping me uh, follow the team from afar here, uh, two, uh, you know, uh, one or often two time zones away. Um, although our hockey team leaves a lot to be desired, uh, there's one dimension I feel that, that we're unparalleled in, and, and that's the radio coverage that you gentlemen provide uh, 82 times a year. Uh, hopefully more than that going forward, but uh, thank you so much. I'll, I'll close by asking you one question. It, it was... Uh, or it being, uh, what is your, I guess, top uh, highlight of the year? The the best game of the year for for you gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, the double hat tricks against LA. That's easy for me. That was pretty exciting. I, I mean, I know they were already out of it by then, but just the fact that that actually happened. Yeah, to me, one of the most entertaining games was the Pittsburgh game. Well, that was a good one. That too. was a fantastic hockey game as well. So. There have been some good games. The Oilers didn't always end up on the right side of the good games, but the entertainment value was high. 3-1 win over the Flames tonight, so Dreisaitl gets to 50. Rob, how many shots did he get tonight, actually? We were talking about that before the game. A lot of the things we were talking about before the game overshadowed by the McDavid injury. Dreisaitl only had three shot attempts tonight, all on net. One went in. He gets to 50. Ovechkin will win the Rocket Richard Trophy. He's 51 goals. What is amazing about Ovechkin is we just witnessed an incredible season by Leon Dreisaitl. An incredible season. And Ovechkin's done that eight times. It's a ho-hum year for him. Yeah, so... Um, it, and we and know what's so funny, too, is... we Leon Dreisaitl was probably two and a half inches of height... Oh, that was Away incredible. from tying Ovechkin for the scoring championship. He flipped one from center on his backhand... And Anderson knocked it out at full reach 
out of the air, and I swear that puck was going in the net. Well, for, uh, we thought it might have been, and then when they showed the end zone camera, I, I think it... Now, when it's coming in on the air, you could always get a funny bounce when it hits the ice, but it looked like that was going in, and Anderson knocked it out of the air. But he did get 50, which is cool. That is really cool, and that's, that was the big one. And I'm, I'm just going to put this out there, Rob. I don't know if a lot of people are thinking about this, but I have been asked, who's the last Oiler to get 50, Simpson or Gretzky? Okay, Craig Simpson is the last player to score his 50th goal of the year while wearing an Oilers uniform. But he didn't get 50 goals with the Oilers in 87-88. He got 13 with Pittsburgh and 43 with Edmonton. The previous year, Gretzky got 50 and more entirely as an Oilers. So that's why, some, and we see the fonts on TV mm-hmm. where sometimes they'll say, looking to become the first Oilers since Craig Simpson. Looking to become the first Oilers since, well, that that's why there's a little bit of confusion there. It's still, to me, it's Simpson it's was still, the last other. It's, he, he's the last guy with an Oilers jersey on to score his 50th. Score his 50th. Yes. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Sean on the line. Hey, Sean. How you doing, guys? Quite well. Good, good. Thanks for the uh, post-game show all year. It was great to listen to it all the time, no matter what happens on the ice. Thank you. So, uh, I have a trivia question for Rob Brown tonight. Uh-oh. All right. All right. Okay, there's 13 uh, players in NHL history which got to 49 goals. Mm-hmm. Nine of those went on to score 50 in subsequent years. Yep. There's four players that did not get past the 49. Mm-hmm. And I know, Rob, you know that you're one of them. Yeah, I, I, I was in there, yeah. Um, thank you, thank you for reminding me. Can you name the other three? Um, one was Gordie Howe. Yep. One, I think, was a Mahovlich. Frank Mahovlich. Yeah. And um, who was Oh, Kent Nielsen, yeah, that's oh, what I can remember. Player. And Kent yeah, Nielsen so was a talented in, player. Yeah, yeah. so you're in great uh, company, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they all have nightmares just like I do. Thanks. <laughs> and I heard that you did get your 50th goal, but it was... Uh, I did I did score a 50th goal that was disallowed by a referee named Denny Morrell. He said I pushed it in with my belly. What what game was that in the season? That was in the middle of the season at some point. So you could have had... You could and then, have yeah, and I missed, I think I missed 12 games that year. I threw a body check and threw and separated <laughs> my shoulder. So I stopped hitting people <laughs> after That'll that, teach too. You. Yeah. And, and guys, last week I called, and I was, I was supposed to finish the play, and, and the line went dead, so... You're doing it tonight. Okay, right on. Yeah, you're doing it tonight. So you are already going to get, Sean, an eight-day parking pass at EIA, courtesy Jet Set Parking. Best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety-eight per day with the promo code CHED. Patrick, what have you cooked up for our finale? Big hit by Darnell Nurse. And that will be a penalty against Nurse against Hathaway. Ryan walks in. Shot to save me by Koskinen. Rebound, he can't finish. And now Nurse continues to go after Garnet Hathaway. All right, so Nurse and Hathaway going at each other. Did they wind up getting into a fight, Sean? Yes. Would you, want, um, would you like to I mean, rethink no. that? No, 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 I'm yeah. sorry, no. Yeah, no, they did not, absolutely. <laughs> so Sean's name is going into the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline pumping fun, FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Uh, there was not a fight in the game tonight. And Rob, let's face it, the whole tone of the game changed. Yes, it did. Once McDavid got hurt. I mean, it really was... For, for a bunch of reasons. So the, the, the fans in the, in the stands... You know, you see something like that, you're horrified by it. 
um, and whether it's a player on your team or a player on the other team, an energy left the building from the stands. The other players who are playing for, for really nothing, they're just playing for pride and hoping for some special things to happen for a, a Leon or, or a Toby Reader. Now all of a sudden they see their star player gone and, and worried that it might be the worst. And then you got the other team, the Calgary Flames, they see that happen and they start to play a little more tentative, a little more hesitant because they just saw a player get hurt who's not in the playoffs, they were going to the playoffs. They start important games here right away. So now maybe they don't drive as hard to the net. Maybe they don't go as hard into the corner. Maybe they don't lay down to block that shot. So that injury changed the fans, the Oilers, and the Flames, the way the game went on. 3-1, the Oilers take it over the Flames tonight. Whenever the Oilers scored five or more this season, we turned on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That allowed you to print up a coupon for a free appy at Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown Northside, and Sherwood Park. Doesn't St. Albert have a Japanese Village? No, we need one, though. Hey, do you want to get it? Well, you have everything else, Rob. <laughs> I don't know why you need Japanese Village as well. That would be kind of cool, too, yeah. Let's go in. We'll have these. Oh, we're going to open a franchise. Yes. Well, you've seen my work ethic. That's true. You've seen mine. So, okay, we're going to have to hire someone to manage. (laughs) All right. Do we have Leon ready there, uh, Patrick? Leon got his 50th. Here he is. Um, you know the guys. Uh, guys kept trying to set me up, and um, you know, luckily, uh, one streak through. That's a lot of goals. Like everyone knew you were a good player when they drafted you and stuff. But did you ever see that many goals in your future? See yourself a goal man? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy about it. But um, you know, I'm, I was trying to improve my game since since I'm a little kid, and, and I do that every day. And um, you know, if I said. Uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm overly surprised. I don't think I, I show much confidence in myself. And so, um, yeah, uh, like I said, I've been happy with, with uh, you know, the pucks going in for me, obviously. Well, what did you say to I'm assuming you spoke to Connor, whether briefly or not. I, I saw him in there. What did you say to him? What did he say to you, maybe more importantly? Well, it's not about me right now. <laughs> it's not about what he says to me it's about what we say to him um you know obviously he's he's our leader he's our go-to guy and uh, you know when you see him um yeah get hurt like that uh, you know that that stinks that sucks and um you, you don't ever ever want to see that um you never want to see that on, on just happen to any player but uh, especially him any question mark about the play itself? Uh, yeah, it's a tough play. I don't think he meant to necessarily hurt him. Uh, I think it's a quick play. Um, you know, he comes in with so much speed. Um, maybe, uh, you know, if you're beat in the last game of a season, you know, maybe maybe pull back a little bit. But again, uh, I understand that, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to hurt him on purpose. I know that. Thank you. All right, that's Leon Dreisaitl gets his 50th tonight. It was the first goal of the game. Well, do we have another first goal of the game winner, Patrick? Yeah, we did. We did. Wayne took draw. We would get up to 14 this year, I believe. That's got to be I, a record. I believe that's a new record. It might have been a record when they got to three. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I think we got to 10 once. Did we? Oh. And if it's not a record, we'll just say it is. Nobody knows. It's one of those things at the end of every year I say, i got to remember to write that down, how many there were last year. and then. But even if you wrote it down, we'd lose the piece of paper. Well, yeah, true. We'd be like, "Where's the, who? did somebody save it? Where is it? We wouldn't know. Oilers win 3-1 tonight. Again, the Oilers tweeting after the game, x-rays on Connor McDavid's left leg came back negative. He'll return home with the Oilers tonight, have an MRI 
in Edmonton. Chris on line five. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Hey, I got a two-part question here for you. Um, first off, I was just wondering, is there any way you could see the Oilers uh, offloading Lucic? And um, if so, how might they do it? And uh, I know they're not going to buy them out because it probably yeah. doesn't make sense uh, financially. Um, but do they look at possibly buying out uh, somebody else this offseason? Well, those are good. Okay, those are good questions. First Very of good. all, I think highly unlikely they offload Lucic because A, he has to agree to it, mm-hmm. and B, another team has to say, we're going to pay him even if the orders retain money. That is going to be tough. Now, the question about another buyout. I mean, you'd probably, I guess, Russell or Sekera could be options there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, Sekera came back. I mean, Sekera played well. But because they're deeper into their yeah. contracts, there's not the ramifications. Like you'd, you're paying Lucic for eight years if you buy him out. Well, we, we checked it out. I mean, you save like $600,000 a year on a $6 million contract. So it's not worth I mean, buying. Later on, it's less of a cap hit, but yeah. you're not saving that much the first no. four years of the buyout. So yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you look at the big contracts, the Russell and the Sekra. Sekra, I thought played well when he came back, but he's a very expensive third pairing defenseman. I think Russell had, you no, know, he was fine during the season, but the Oilers, what the Oilers have in their roster, <coughs> and here's the problem for the Oilers. The Oilers' best players all had career years this year. Career years. Yeah. And the Oilers missed the playoffs by, what, 13 points or something like that, 11 points. Teams like Arizona, who had a number of major injuries, finished ahead of them. The Canucks, number of major injuries, finished ahead of them. Those two teams, before the season even started, without injuries, were not going to be good hockey clubs. So the Oilers, with their best players having career years, we're unable to beat those teams in the standings. Therefore, there's got to be a number of changes outside of their stars because what they have certainly wasn't good enough. I just, and I'm not, I know Chris Russell's a very popular player, so yep. I'm not trying to jettison anybody off the roster, but hypothetically, and there are going to have to be hard decisions yep. in the summer. If you, if you bought out Chris Russell, now the, it, the, the, you can go to capfriendly.com I'm sure a lot of you know about that site and you can just go on a player's page and click buy out this contract anybody's even it's you know no matter not yours or eyes we, no we no can't ours, are fu- ours are f- <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd get a bag of cheesies <laughs> and a pat on the head that's what we would get uh, if you bought out Chris Russell the cap hit in years 1, 3 and 4 of the buyout would be $900,000 but then it's 3.4 in the second year of the buyout because it's based on the actual dollars with you know bonuses factored in and all that kind of stuff so yeah but if anybody ever wants to look just go to capfriendly.com go to the Oilers page click a player and right at the top near the middle you'll see buy out this contract it's actually a really cool website it yeah, really it's is very well done uh, but that's a good question from Chris yeah but there's got to be hard decisions there are because yeah, the Oilers if, aren't good enough and obviously they would buy out somebody older yes right well, yeah, but it, so that's, that's why I it's threw less. Russell, and I, I like I I praise Sekarov's passing ability yep. all the time. I mean, I like Sekarov. Even the play he made to to, to Dreisaitl today, but you know that's where you might try to save something, but you'd you'd have to suck it up and realize something stays on the books for mm-hmm. twice the length of whatever is remaining. Yeah, no, uh, the new GM is going to come in, and he's got a lot of work ahead of him. A lot of work. All right, Oilers win 3-1 tonight, 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Jamie to the show. Hey, Jamie. 
Hey, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. So I was at the game tonight, actually about 40 feet away from uh, where the injury uh, took place. I will say that it was uh, scary as a fan. Um, it was a clean hockey play is what I can say. Uh, you, know, you know, fans may not like it, but uh, it was a clean play. I'm glad they won. Uh, I was amazed to see Dreisaitl, you know, at his 50th goal. I think we were all cheering for him in our, uh, the Rogers box, which I was so lucky enough to get invited to today. But uh, good game and, uh, you know, one thing I will say is some of the Calgary fans uh, literally disgusted me after seeing that because there were, you know, a lot of comments about, oh, he's not hurt, he'll be out like two plays. You know, even people were trying to bait Oilers fans to say, you know, oh, well, but bet you 10 bucks, he's back in five minutes. So, like, you know, it was kind of disgusting to see that. So. But other than that, uh, you know, good game. I was glad to see... Uh, Drysdale score his 50th, and uh, sad to see McDavid injured. Yeah, for sure, Jamie. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, 780-496-0063. It is 11.30. You'll hear from Darnell Nurse, who got his 10th goal of the season tonight. More time for your phone calls, too. Canadian Brewhouse, overtime open line on 630 Chad. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. To Anderson, a drive save, rebound, what a diving, right bad save on Backlund. Spectacular work by Koskinen to keep it 2 1 Oilers. And now an empty net for Alex Kaysen. He looks for Drysaddle, backhander, and that was smacked out of midair by Rasmus Anderson. That saved a potential 51st goal, might have cost Leon Drysaddle a share of the Rocket Richard. Well, Patrick putting forth. Two candidates for save of the game tonight, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Get winter ready at jiffylubeservice.ca. First of all, Miko Koskinen had a good game. Outstanding game. Yeah, he had a good game, mm-hmm. which is nice Nice to see. Obviously, he uh, his last couple of weeks weren't that good. No, it was really good tonight. Nice confidence builder going into the summer. Hopefully, leaves on a good on a good note. Yeah, I still don't really know what the Oilers have there. I'm still worried. I mean, 10 goals against or a 50-save shutout tonight. I don't know if I really would have influenced me that much, but at least we saw... You know, he had the last game off. He was very solid. The, the problem that we've had with Koskinen this year is a lack of consistency. Oh, he's really, really up and down. Which is not what you want in a number one goalie. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a backup goalie, well, you, you know, this, that's what you might get in a backup. He could win you a game, but he's also a backup goalie, so he's going to have an off night. Yeah. Your starter, you know, he's got most games have to be like 85% of the games. He gives you a chance to win. Yes. And Koskinen did not do that down the stretch. Well, and, you know, if you just look at it mathematically, what would you sooner have? A goalie who allowed two goals every game or a goalie who allowed four one game and got a shutout the next game? Because you, you, you'd, you'd lose every game he allowed four and you'd win every shutout, at least if you know he's allowing two every game. You have a better chance. You have a better yes. chance. Yeah, no, I mean, he's got things to work on this, this offseason. He's got... You know, the Oilers, uh, Dustin Schwartz, Schwartz is going to work with him. There's things that, areas of his game that have been exposed. But he is the Oilers goalie of the future, and they got to find a way to make him a much more consistent number one goalie. 
So 30 saves for Koskinen tonight. Dreisaitl gets 50. X-rays negative on McDavid's left leg. He'll get an MRI in Edmonton. Oilers win 3-1. The scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals. Daily, weekly, monthly, and rent-to-own options. Head to AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. 62 wins for the Lightning as they beat the Bruins 6-3. Blues knock off the Canucks 3-2 in a shootout. Canadians 6-5 over the Maple Leafs in a shootout. Ryan Paling first NHL game gets a hat trick and the game decider in the shootout. Blue Jackets over the Senators 6-2. Buffalo pounding Detroit 7-1. Devils edge the Panthers 4-3 in overtime. Hurricanes over the Flyers 4-3. Rangers over the Penguins 4-3 in overtime. Islanders shut out the Capitals 3-0. Predators win at home 5-2 against the Blackhawks. Stars 3, Minnesota nothing. Jets win 4-2 at Arizona. Kings beat the Golden Knights 5-2 and the Sharks beat the Avalanche 5-2. First round Tampa against Columbus, Washington against Carolina, Islanders play Pittsburgh, Boston and Toronto, St. Louis will meet Winnipeg, Sharks and Golden Knights, Predators and Stars, and the Flames get Colorado. At Rogers Place, the Edmonton Oil Kings scored two goals in the final four minutes and three seconds to force overtime against the Hitmen, and then Jake Neighbors with his second of the game wins at 3.20 into overtime. Oil Kings take game one, 3-2. The Oilers farm team, Bakersfield losing 4-2 to San Antonio. Uh, Cleveland beat the Blue Jays 7-2. Final four, Virginia by one over Auburn. Texas Tech by 10 over Michigan State. Oh, and we made the final in curling, didn't we? Yeah, I saw that they yes. he was winning. Kevin Cooey was winning. I didn't see what the final score was. Yeah, we definitely made the final, but I forgot to write down the final score. I'll get it on the fly. Here well, we go. They beat Switzerland, didn't they not? Uh, I'm just looking for the score. Make it up 9-1. 6-5 victory. So that was close. Yeah, playing Sweden. There we go. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Jennifer calling in. Hey, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. You guys on hold so long, my heart is just pounding. I'm so nervous. Um, I listen to you guys all the time, and I just want to thank you so much uh, for your, your positive energy, and you teach me so much. I learn from you every night. And, um, Rob, I just want to say, if I was your mother, I would have just poked your coach's nose for not putting you in. And that last game, that was terrible. I think my mom might have done something worse. I'm glad she wasn't there. (laughs) But thank you very much. I I think that's awful. And um, you just don't you worry. You and Gordie Howe. You're a hero. <laughs> well, thank you. Having my name <laughs> mentioned with Gordy Howe is quite a, quite a pleasure for me. Thanks very much. Uh, hey, and oh, you can't do any better. <laughs> uh, I just think today, today was really hard. <laughs> hard on my heart. I love this team with all my heart. But just to, to all day long, I mean, the Humboldt uh, thing, it's just uh, that tears your heart out. And then Bob Cole, I mean, I've listened to him since I was a baby, like, his voice was in our home. He's one of the first voices I heard. Came through TV, and uh, you know, and now, and then um, the Oilers, and then Connor getting hurt. And my goodness, I, I'm getting too old for this. And I'm <laughs> really hoping for just a nice, smooth start to next year. And um, I'm excited, and I think everybody should be. They're, 
thing they're pointing up and uh, they're just going to get better. And thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you for calling and thank you for listening, Jennifer. We do appreciate it. Oilers win 3-1 over the Calgary Flames tonight. They finish the season at 35-38-9. and They win one less than last year, but they get one more point. Uh, their lottery odds will be 6.5%. Well, everyone wear your lucky socks that day. Although I think you want to win one or two because I think there's two kids that are supposed to be incredible out there. They're the American, and the Hughes, couple, and, couple yeah, and the Finnish kids. So I wasn't going to try his name. I just decided to go with the well, Finnish kid. Well, that's what we'll go with for now. But both of them are supposed to be amazing young hockey players that will help franchises in the future. So here's hoping that uh, the others get lucky one more time. Okay, we have Joe on line five. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, guys. I uh, just want to thank you for all the work you did all year. And, uh, Rob, you're one of the best voices on the radio. So uh, thank you for well, thank everything you, for, you do. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. So two two things. Number one, I think another guy got the 49 gold, wasn't Jimmy Carson, a 49-goal scorer for the Oilers? Uh, yes, he was. I think he had 49 one year. I think you're right. Yes, he did. Okay. And the other question, and it's a more difficult question, What uh, do you think Bob Nicholson's comments that he made about Toby Reader are going to make it harder for the Oilers to get players to come here with, if people believe that Oiler executives are, are going to uh, accidentally speak badly about them? I don't I don't believe that would affect anything, no. I I mean the Dallas Star guy was way, way, way worse when he called out his two best players and was very, very vocal and very, very negative. Bob Nicholson made a mistake, he apologized. I don't think that has anything that'll bear anything on anyone coming here in the off season. All right. Well let's hope you're right, guys. Okay, thanks Joe. And by the way, that that tr- the trivia question the caller had was name the four people who scored 49 in their careers but never got to 50. Mm-hmm. Carson scored 55 the year before with the Kings. So he doesn't have the same nightmares I have is what you're saying. <laughs> okay, good. But just to clarify what the what the yes. question was. Yeah, it was, that was the it question. Was, it was people whose career high was 49, I guess, in a season. So you it was can't. you, Gordie Howe, Frank Mahovlich, and Kent Nielsen. Like it's an all-star you could play, team. D, you could play defense. Um, actually, no, but though they're much better defensive players than me. I'll no, be... but you could actually be the defenseman on that line because you have an experience. That, that is true. How between Mahovlich and Nielsen? We better score a lot of goals if I'm playing defense on that line, though. And then the other defenseman could be, I don't know. Well, Paul Coffey had Paul a career Coffey. high 48, so he can play with us, too. That's, that's a great, great idea. <laughs> we have Garrett on the line. Go ahead, Garrett. Hey guys, uh, amazing season. Thanks a lot for all your work and your voices. And Rob, as far as I'm concerned, you got 50. Yeah, I'll just say it. Thank I'm you very Mr. much. Positive. <laughs> I'm Mr. Positive, and I'm not, even with the injury that uh, McDavid uh, sustained tonight, even if it's dirty, I don't care. We're, we, we just got to keep looking to the future here. Like, it's got to be, in, 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 in my mind, it's got to be something along the lines of like money ball. It's got to be like, we've got to go with the statistics. If we're that close to the cap, and uh, maybe I do have a question. When does this 3% or whatever kick in? If we uh, each uh, team is supposed to get an extra 3% against the cap? Oh, the cap goes up for July 1st. July 1st. Okay, yeah, when they so... can start. You know what, Gary? I'm going to make a prediction here. 
What's that? I'm going to predict that the Oilers have two players on their opening day roster, and I will forget I said this if I'm wrong. I predict <laughs> the Oilers will have two players on their opening day roster who played in Europe this past season. I think defenseman yeah, I, Joel Pearson is going to be on the team, and I bet you they find another forward, whether it's that kid Bob's been talking about out of Sweden or somebody yeah. like that, because you're going to have to pay that person uh, yeah. under a million bucks. Well, this is just it, right? Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks, Garrett. We appreciate it. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Well, it has to be for the last time this season for sure now, because it's the final game of the season. Scott in Boston. Scott, I'm going to make you a deal. Rob and I are going to just sit back and listen for two minutes, and then I'll tell you your time's up. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, thank you, Reed, so much. And, Rob, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Thanks for asking. Okay, Reed, as always, when you're ready to cut me off, just give me a 15-second bumper so I can give the trivia question the last one of the season for Rob. I got one for him. All right. First of all, I want to say to you guys, thank you very much. Um, and to the fans or haters I have out there in Alberta or Edmonton, I love this franchise. I have since I was three years old, ever since I was old enough to play might hockey and say Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I love this team. Here goes another year, and I hope everyone has a great summer. Um, about McDavid, I'm happy to hear that it looks like it's not too serious. Man, I just watched the replay on NHL Network. Boy, can that guy fly, huh? Wow. Oh, my God, the speed he has. Now, I think this team, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but this team is missing more speed to keep up. No one can keep up with McDavid. Nobody. And they need to be tougher. And, I, yeah, I don't bring back a fighter. I'm not going to get on that, that thing. I'll tell you one thing right now. If I was on Bakersfield, I'd be ready. Changes need to be made. Moving on. It makes me sad, literally, with wet eyes. Am I still on? I know it's annoying to ask. You are. Yeah, you are. You're on. Okay. It really makes me sad here in Boston that McDavid isn't in the playoffs. Um, I know Edmonton isn't a big market like New York City or Boston, Chicago, L.A. It's a small market, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's why I love Edmonton. The hockey passion is palpable. I love it. But that kid needs to be on national TV primetime, and it breaks my heart that he's going to not be this year. It stinks. Um, I'm just tired, as I assume all Oilers fans are. Here comes another draft pick, right? A random team. Yup. We got this kid, Joe. Let me know when it's time to move on, buddy. Okay. You're almost there. I just, it's trivia time? Yeah, let's do it now. Uh, can I just get one quick thing up before trivia? Real quick. Boom, in and out. Ten seconds. Root for the Bruins. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Everyone is so cocky here. Everyone's talking about playing Tampa in round two. They're going to get knocked off in round, round one by Toronto. No, I don't think so. First. Okay, trivia. All right, trivia. Rob, it's been a pleasure, buddy, and I hope you have a great summer. You ready for the last one of the year? I, I am ready. Yes, I am. All right, Brad, I'm going to keep it to the Bruins. Bruins are moving on. Brad Marchand broke the 100-point barrier. I don't know if you knew that. Brad I Marchand did, yep. Broke... Yep. Okay. Name the last two Boston Bruins, and I'll give you a hint because it's kind of obscure. Name the last two Boston Bruins to post 100 points or more in a year, and it is from the early 90s. Um, Joey Juno? Nope. Oats? No. Say it again. Oats? That's one of them. Adam Oates, yep. Who's the other one? 100 points or more in the, from the early 90s. That's, was it, was it from the same Oates, season? Say, I'm sorry, man. Say it again. Was it from the same season? Uh, no, I don't believe they ever played Janney? on the same team, actually. Craig no, Janney? No, no oh, I loved Janney. I loved him. So nope. did I. 
I'll give you another clue. Yeah, because I can't think this of that. This is going to give it away. This is going to give it away. He was a number one overall draft pick. Joe Thornton. Oh, Thornton. Yep. Yeah. In, in clo- in clo- yeah, Thornton notes. So in closing, and again, guys, I'll talk to you guys in October, all right? We'll be back in October, right? Absolutely. How about a quick Stanley Cup prediction? Who's going to win the Cup before we go? Who's Tamp- going to win Tampa it? Bay over Calgary. Really? I'm taking the two hmm. favorites. What about Winnipeg? No, there. No, I, I like Calgary. I like Calgary, and I do like Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm pulling for Tampa Bay. Well, my prediction? Yep. And I'm a hockey guy, believe me. I, people have, thank God no one's listening in Boston right now. <laughs> I think Toronto is going to win the cup. Not a chance. Uh, well, not a chance. <laughs> okay, hey, Scott. is there a way to get in touch with you guys off season? Do you have other shows you do? Yeah, there? Uh, yes, I do a show six to eight What's p.m. Mountain Hold time. On. Let me get my pen real quick. Uh, real quick, Reed. Good, I get a pen. What's you know called? what? Pat- Patrick's going to give it to you off air. Okay, Scott. Hey, been guys, a pleasure, buddy. So Take much. care. My, and, my pleasure. And we'll text you Bob Stoffer's home number, and you can call him anytime <laughs> you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, let's take a quick time out here and uh, more of your phone calls before we wrap up. Oilers win 3-1 over the Flames. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. Nugent Hopkins down the scene, gives it up, one-timer, and Drysaddle stopped. And Edmondson feeding Leon at every opportunity. Drysaddle again, shoots and scores! There's 50 from the right circle! And Leon Drysaddle is being mobbed as he becomes the first Oiler since 1988 to score half a hundred! Drysettle gets his 50th. Oilers beat the Flames 3-1. McDavid leaving early in the second period, crashing into the post with his left leg. The Oilers say x-rays negative. He's coming back to Edmonton. He will have an MRI here. Face-off trivia. Mike knew the answer. Blair B.J. McDonald. In the Oilers' first season in the NHL, Gretzky got 51 goals. Who had 46? So Mike goes into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 prepaid Visa gift card, courtesy Alpine Credits. Homeowners get approved, alpinecredits.ca. Before I get back to your phone calls, just want to make sure I thank a lot of people who work behind the scenes to make our broadcast happen after each and every Oilers game. First of all, you've heard from him tonight, Patrick Bauer, one of our studio producers, and Kellen Kennedy as well. Both guys work very hard and have to do a lot of stuff on the fly. Kellen is in New York for WrestleMania this weekend. Seriously? So we'll get those stories. Is he like? Sports. Is he fighting? He's, yeah, Was he the he's guy like, that he's attacked? On the he's the guy that attacked Brett him and Hart today. I thought I knew that guy. Also, a big thanks to Troy Bowler. He's our engineer at Rogers Place for all our home games. Scott Johnson and Brendan Escott get us all the post-game interviews at Rogers Place. Our incredible engineering department here at 6:30. Ched, Mike Evans. Grant Ranson, Sean Alford, and Tom Davies, thanks to you. Uh, Of course, my colleagues in the sports department here, Morley Scott and Dave Campbell, help out with a bunch of stuff. And uh, at the top of our producing tree, Sid Smith and Kelsey Campbell. Thank you to all those uh, people who never get the credit they deserve, but I do want to say thanks to them tonight. Okay, we have Curtis on line three. Go ahead, Curtis. Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing well. Hey, uh, Rob, I feel you. I'm sick. I've been sick for like four days, so... I feel you there, man. Yeah, it's, it's not all, fun. Not say, fun. Uh, pardon? Yeah, it's not fun, is it? No. <laughs> First of all, I want to say thanks, guys, for doing your awesome job you always do. I work evening shifts, so I never get to watch a game, so I just listen on the radio a long time. 
second thing is, can you imagine if uh, Oilers had to start a playoff uh, series this week? The uproar that would be at uh, for Giordano's blood this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Especially if they were playing no, Calgary in the first round. I don't. I think he'd have to leave the saddle dome with uh, armed security around him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it, uh, it was a penalty. He got a penalty on the play. I, think, I mean, yeah, you know. it wasn't a dirty play at all. But you know, hockey fans. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, my last thing is, is um, I've been looking, and I don't know if it's already been done, but I know Jordan Everly, his contract is up with uh, Islanders this year. Yep. Is there any any chance they could get him to come back to Edmonton? Well, I don't know if he's a six million dollar player, but he's probably a four. So I don't know yeah. how the Oilers fit him in. That's the that's the problem. Yeah, he's definitely not six seven million dollar player anymore, or ever was. But no, you're right. I mean, the Oilers need to find cheaper wingers that can score goals. But not again, easy to find. Like a previous caller said, do they buy somebody out? Do they give somebody yeah. away in a trade and maybe retain a little money to open up some cap space? That that's that's how the, the new GM is going to earn his chops. Adam Larson. I haven't liked him since he got here. That's just my opinion. <laughs> well, he had a he had a tough year. I mean, I thought yeah. the year they made the playoffs, I thought Larson was very good. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, Curtis. Hey, before right, we go any further, Boston Scott was wrong on the trivia because he asked the first guy I said was Joe Juno. He did have a hundred point season the same year Adam Oates did. So. And we got those two guys. Those are the two we got. So we win one nothing. Nope, six one for us. <laughs> All right. We have Dwayne standing by as well. Oilers win 3-1. Hey, Dwayne. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. I just uh, like to appreciate you guys for what you do every night after the Oilers game. It kind of eases the pain from what people see, but I'd like to give a special shout-out to someone in Vancouver who is a big fan of Rob Brown. Um, she's living in Edmonton, but uh, she misses the Oilers in a big way, and that's her connection back to the team is listening to Rob. So it'd be nice if Rob could say a nice hi to Karen. Hello, Karen. I hope you're having a wonderful evening. Things will get better next year. Okay, see you, Dwayne. Thanks a lot for calling. We appreciate it. Oilers win 3-1 over the Calgary Flames. Uh, Again, their draft lottery odds, 6.5%. I mean, if they would have lost, it would have been 7.5%. They draw three teams. I mean, we had people mad that they got out of last to third last in the year they got McDavid, and then it turned out to be... You you just don't know. You don't know. It's a lottery. They're in it again, unfortunately. (laughs) You know what? We're not going to. We've done this topic a lot, but I'll just throw this out there quickly. The re, the reason the Oilers are perpetually bad is not is generally not because of their first round picks. It's that they haven't built any depth after. Now I realize Yakupov didn't pan out. Uh, Pooley-Arvey's a question mark. You know, Hall, Nugent, Hopkins, and McDavid have been pretty good players for this team. Nurse is a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Clefbaum's a a pretty good player. Uh, we'll see what happens with Yamamoto and Bouchard. They got potential. It's it, they haven't found a lot of gems after their picks. Well, in the when you say a lot, you mean zero. They haven't found any gems, so they they got to do a better job scouting. They got to do a better job in trades. They got to do a better do- job developing. And you can say that about a lot of teams that are perennial lottery yep. type teams. 
All right, we have Stacy on the line as well. Hey, Stacy. Hey, how are you guys? Oh, I'm just kidding because actually I was going to start off by saying I just find it amazing that so many people ask you every time they get online, how are you guys doing? Like, how many times do you have to say we're doing good? Anyways, that's just one thing, and I just wanted to tell you that uh, I hope Hitchcock is uh, back next year. Uh, I do believe he can really coach these guys uh, to develop. Um, And thirdly, and most importantly, I just think that you two are, I know you've had this, heard this a lot tonight, but uh, you guys are such a wonderful team. You know, Reed's uh, a little bit snarky at times, and I think that's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, and isn't afraid to call people out on dumb questions. And uh, Rob is so calm and cool and collected and so polite. So he's a cure uh, alter ego there, Reed. So I think you guys are just the best team in the world. So thank you very much for a wonderful year. Thanks for calling. We enjoy working together, and I guess you... S- those are our personalities off air as well, so everything's genuine. <laughs> my, you're my snarky friend. All right, we will uh, take a couple more calls after midnight. We do got to give you the news and the weather. Don't forget, you can always get more on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. I will read the tweet one more time from the Oilers after the game. X-rays on Connor McDavid's left leg came back negative. He will return home with the Oilers tonight and have an MRI in Edmonton. The Oilers' final media availability for players is tomorrow at 10 in the morning, so uh, I'll be there. We'll have uh, stories on the air throughout the day, and again, more on the 630 Chad website. 780-496-0063 If you want to uh, get us before we wrap up overtime open line for the season, the Oilers win it 3-1 in Calgary. We're back after the midnight news. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chat. Well, good morning. Five minutes after midnight, the Oilers win their finale 3-1 over the Calgary Flames. X-rays negative for Connor McDavid. Dreisaitl gets to 50. Nurse and Chason also score 22 goals for Chason on the season. Koskinen had a good game. He made 30 stops. All right. Gary on line six. Go ahead, Gary. Great, Rob. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to listen to you, gentlemen. Uh, just like me, David and uh, Dry Saddle. Just wanted to make that out to you. Uh, well, you know what? Well, I guess you look at this past season, I look at two two games for me, anyway. I can't speak for the rest of the Oilers fans, but the two hat tricks uh, uh, um, for, uh, for Dry Saddle and, uh, and Nugent Hopkins. Uh, against L.A. and the, the, the highlight real goal by Connor McDavid for me, those are the two uh, highlight games for me for the rest of the, for the season. Um, having said that, moving forward to this game against Calgary, it's good to end the season off beating Calgary. At least we tied them for the series. Um, it's unfortunate McDavid got hurt, but uh, my, one of my questions is going to lead to regards to the world champions. If he happens to recover, hopefully not this injury, do you think you'll play for the uh, World Championships with Team Canada? I have no idea, honestly. I, I don't. Um, he would have to be fully recovered with no repercussions before he would even consider it. He seems like a guy that wants to play, but I'm not sure if he, he will go or not. No idea. Okay. Um, 
I just want to uh, word out uh, regards to the <laughs> for playoff hockey. I know some of us uh, who love the Oilers and follow the Oilers uh, for a very long time looking for playoff hockey. I was down at the Oil Kings game today. Oh, great. The Oil, 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 Oil Nation fans out there, guys, listen, uh, you want to watch some good hockey. I know it's not the Oilers, but the Oil Kings played very well tonight against the other uh, team from Calgary. And uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I and I hope this happens, but I hope the uh, the planes get bounced by the uh, Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> I, I hope they go six or seven and just drawn out, and uh, I hope they get bounced. I hope it's a. It's a um, uh, I know Calgary's favorite. I mean, they won won the West uh, Division, so uh, Pacific Division especially, and uh, the conference. But uh, I hope it's uh, all around. All right, Gary, we we better let you get to who's ever calling you there. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Well, twelve oh seven in the morning on a Saturday. Who could be texting or calling Gary? We have John on line one. Go ahead, John. Hey, Reed and Rob. Um, I just want to say I think our Stanley Cup uh, will be Tuesday when we win the draft lottery, and we'll be one or two, and we'll trade down and hopefully move a contract and still get Byram or something. But um, or three, uh, three or four. But uh, I think, uh, Rob, I think either Darcy Kemper or Curtis McElhaney will be our goalie next year. Um, and what are they uh, going to do with Koskinen? Well, well hopefully we can move both. a contract if somebody wants to move down and get Hughes or Kako. So. And then our goalies would be either McElhaney and Stolarz or whatever. But I think maybe uh, Reed, a guy, I don't know if he has a foot speed anymore, but like, a, uh, like I'm looking for bargains, of course, because we have no room because Peter Shirley screwed everything up so bad. But maybe a guy like Jason Palmanville from Buffalo. I think he's UFA. But yeah, I, I think he, I think his best days are gone. So do really I, do, Rob. So. But I, I think and, you're just bringing in another slow guy. Yeah, and my, my Stanley Cup prediction is Vegas and Tampa. And I don't know who will win it, but Vegas made history last year because they were the first team to get an expansion team to get to the Cup final. And then uh, I think they're going to repeat it, but they're going to come up short and Tampa's going to win it. But uh, I'd like to see Tampa win. I really would. Thanks, John. Yeah, well, they deserve, they deserve it. Right? Yeah, they're yeah, a good hockey club. 62 wins. They should Okay, win. that's all I got, guys. All right, take care. Thanks. Uh, Palmanville had 16 goals in 73 games this season. He turns 37 in November. Yeah, he's not the answer the Oilers need. He'd be the, he'd be the exact opposite. They don't need another old slow guy. Adam, go ahead. Adam, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I know you guys have probably talked about this all uh, all night, but a couple things. Uh, well, first of all, I love listening to you guys, so uh, I'm, I love the show. Um, but I want to know, like, the uh, you guys have probably debated to death about the Giordano play, but, you know, I know my friend had a good point. I mean, last game of the season, was it really necessary for him to make such a desperation play like that, putting McDavid at risk? Uh, do you guys think McDavid will be out long-term? And regarding Ken Hitchcock, do you guys think he should be back? I certainly don't. I think they need to go with a fresh start and a I young. Agree. Totally agree on Hitchcock. Yeah, I don't think Hitch will be back. No, I think Giordano plays the game. When you play, when you dress for a game, you play the way you always do. You don't back off because it's a, a nothing game. Um, the, so I've got nothing wrong with what, what Giordano did. Just worked out. Very unfortunate for Connor McDavid. And do you guys, uh, do you guys think? Uh, again, I know there's a lot of speculation right now, and we've got to wait till tomorrow. But based on the replays you've seen and what you've seen, what what do you guys think? I mean, I watched it about five, six times. I feel sick to my stomach watching it. But uh, I, I was um, shocked I, that it wasn't broken. 
Well, I, I was shocked that it wasn't broken, and a friend of mine, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, who's an athlete, said it would have been better if it was broken rather than an ACL injury. If it's an ACL injury, that's not going to be good that's, news. That's, that's the worst that's true. scenario. That's true. Yeah. But if it's a complete tear of an ACL, normally a doctor can tell right in the dressing room. Right, right. So I guess at this point we just hope and pray it's not an ACL injury. Well, I mean, whatever. It, if if it is, you, you get it eventually heals too. But that one's a lot longer and a lot worse. Right, right. So right, let, right. I mean, right now let's just hope the MRI says nothing. It was just just very sore, and he'll be healthy and ready for his workouts in the middle of June. One other thing I'll quickly say, guys, is uh, you know one of the things I was talking tonight about after that play is you know I think the fear in a lot of fans too is. You know, if McDavid's out long-term, or if it's a relatively serious injury, you know, he comes back and he's not going to be the same fearless player. He's going to now play safe. He's going to play cautious. What, what do you guys think about that? Um, I, no, I don't think that would ever be the case. I think Connor McDavid is where he is and is who he is because of his, um, the way he plays. I mean, he is who he is. He will not change who he is. He. It's like when they said Taylor Hall's never going to, Play, when he first came to the league, he's not going to play like that forever. He'll eventually smarten up. No, Taylor Hall's who Taylor Hall is because that's the way he plays the game. Connor McDavid is a competitor. He wants to be the best in the world every time he steps on the ice. So I, I don't see him changing his game at all. Yeah, I mean, he didn't change it for that much after the collarbone injury either. So, Same type yeah, of play. I think he knows he, he wants to get to the net. Thanks, Adam. Right. Thanks so much. Uh, I, I got a buddy who does works in physiotherapy. He, he, now again, he just watched it like yeah. everybody else. He said, uh, "He said, unlikely ACL or MCL. The latter would only be possible if the tibia rotated when it impacted the post. Yeah. Because ACLs usually tear from mm-hmm. uh, a, rot- a rotation, yeah. not just a straight-on con- no, no, it, contact. It's like in skiing when your foot goes one way and the knee goes the other. That twists that way. I, I, I don't. To me, it was it was a break if it was anything." And when they say there's no break, well, then that's really, really good news. Oilers win 3-1, <coughs> and we have Terry on the line. Go ahead, Terry. Well, gentlemen, uh, again, I'm going to echo what people have been saying. But one of the best shows in town, you and uh, Rob Reed and, and Old Stoffer, their uh, ex-university uh, classmate of mine, uh, you guys are brilliant. And just to be fair... I'm going to actually give Nurse a couple of kudos. He's starting to look like a bit of a hockey player. Are you? Not have so you been well. drinking? Have you Sorry? been drinking? <laughs> well, well, I got over my uh, my, my, my whiskey uh, diet. I lost three days, but you know I've gained them back. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> and Rob, yes, uh, you know you could have you could have got fifty. You weren't such a bully. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was that was all. Everyone always. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, everyone always said that about me. You guys have a wonderful summer, okay? Okay. Thank you. See you, Terry. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, thanks to everybody who called. It, it really is a pleasure to interact with, with all of you throughout the season, and, and the passion for the Edmonton Oilers is overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I mean that mostly in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thanks to everybody who called in, and obviously with some of the regular people, we do feel like we – get to know you a little bit and it was a pleasure to meet a lot of people in Studio 99 throughout the season as well so thank you for interacting with us and uh, and we do hope that certainly there are more wins to talk about next season as for 
Oilers coverage. Well, we'll continue with Oilers now. And on Inside Sports, I'll be talking about uh, the Oilers and a bunch of other stuff in the months to come. Our next Edmonton Eskimos broadcast, Rob Brown. Sunday, May 26th, the preseason game against the BC Lions. 12.30 countdown to kickoff. Just around the corner. Game at noon, Dave and Morley. Well, no, looking forward to the ex- Eskimos. And looking for another big thing this summer, Women's World Cup. Canada's got a very good soccer team. And of course, we uh, do plan on bringing you the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals here on 630 Ched once the NHL reaches that point. And uh, again, keep it tuned here tomorrow at 630Ched.com for all the latest from Oilers Garbage Bag Day. Thanks to Patrick Bauer, our studio producer this evening. Oilers Hockey has been presented by Osmond Auction. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. The final Edmonton 3, Calgary 1.